the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Alpha Site Logistics, serving the Imperial Valley for over 20 years. They offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Give them a call at 760-352-8783, or you can find them on Facebook at uh, Alpha Logistics. By the way, we also want to thank Southwest Point of Sale. They sponsor this show as well. If you're looking for a self-checkout system, 800-540-2149. Getting tired of dealing with people? Deal with a machine. It'll get you a whole lot more money and a whole lot less hassle. Well, Audrey is in. Nicole is not in today. Ed's not in today. He's in Vegas at the Motorsport what, Hall of Off-road Fame? Off-road Motorsports Hall of Fame was last right. night. Yeah, He was over there supporting our, our crew. But, folks, big applause for Audrey. Uh, her and Nicole placed 24th out of 52 entrants of the 2022 Rebel Rally. We're going to even run a uh, an interview with uh, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes and uh, Lilenthal, and I can't remember the other Emily one. Winslow. Emily Winslow. They drove a – now, you thought you were in stress? They drove an electric vehicle. Yeah, the Volkswagen ID4. And they did well. I give those girls mad props. Yeah, no, she had to maneuver that car in some <laughs> precarious Yeah. 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 No she, medical no mechanical breakdowns. Nope. Uh they charged up. In fact, I guess the systems actually charged up, you know, the base camp as well. But before we go any farther than that, tell me about this Michelin five star chef that you guys had every night. Oh, yes. He was was absolutely amazing. Was it good? Yes. I liked the food a lot. It was absolutely (laughs) delicious. Um, But you had to sleep in a tent, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every night. That's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm totally down with it. I can pinch. You can. I'll load everything up every day and go to a new location and and set it up every single night without any issues. Yeah. So So. tell us about. I mean, now you got to remember, folks, you know, Audrey is more of a hammer down, pedal to the metal. And that's not what this race was about. No, I got into a little bit of trouble the first day with that on the rally because I was on the enduro because I was trying to make up time. Right. And, um, that you didn't need to make up. That I didn't need to make up because I didn't realize. And even though I've read the rule book, you know, 20 times right. when you're in it, you, you're in you're it. You're in it. And yeah. it's, you know, that's just right out your head. And right. you're at the point of exhaustion, too, because, you know, you can't sleep prior to going, getting it. You're excited and anxious sure. and, and then going. And then once you get going, you don't stop. 
stop until midnight and then you're up, you know, four thirty five in the morning and you're plotting and getting going oh and, and packing everything up and loading it. And it's, you know, it's a constant race to, you know, but it's not a race. It's a it's rally. A race, it's a rally. Yeah, it's a rally. So, but it's, and you were in terrain you had never been before. Yes. Except towards the end. Now, I wanted to ask, when you got towards the end, where Glamis being the final destination, did all of that become more familiar to you? Or was it still difficult? Oh, it's still way difficult because the, the maps that they give you, I've been to Glamis my entire life. Yeah. It's totally different when you have to look at the map. Nicole's like, well, can you tell me where we are here? And I'm like, uh, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Osborne Lookout with Comp Hill and Oldsmobile. And as we go through and to find certain spots and stuff. But when you're looking at that map... Who uses a map when you're out there? Well, you don't break open a map and use a map true. when you're out there. So it makes and, it so much more difficult. And, and by the way, folks, just so you'll know, there are three ways to gain points. There's a flag. There's a painted piece of rebarb. And then there's nothing. And then there's nothing. The and black the, And then nothing is the hardest to find, yet garners the most points. Oh, I give mad props to the navigators out there because um, <laughs> reading a topo and, and the, the the map to read the topo part of it to figure out where we are in it, on the map and and making sure that we're close enough to that checkpoint. You know, the fact that we only got like I think we had three or four wide misses throughout the whole point. I mean, I'm so proud of my navigator. I am she so was amazing. Well, let's amazing. let's back this up and talk about it. Okay, there was a couple of. Pieces of equipment you did not have. No, we did not get a rally computer, okay. which is the, the you know like a Terra Trip or something like that. It connects into your wheels and uh-huh. it tracks you and it gives which, you the kilometers. And, and your wheels are bigger than the odometer. Every on the other Jeep. vehicle out there had a rally computer. Really? Yeah. So you know, you, let, let let me go ahead and make it that much harder for my partner because you know and we what had was to the go other off piece of equipment. The, the, no, that was it. Just the rally computer. So if you'd have had that, if we would have had a rally, you would have probably finished a lot higher up on the on the ladder. I think. Yeah, definitely, because you know, trying to calculate my account for my larger tires, so my mileage was off every single time. Wasn't that and in the having it, to convert in everything book? in? Yeah. Of did uh, you sort of miss that as you're blowing through the book fifteen times? Well, no, it's a recommendation, but it wasn't a required me. I'm like, oh, how bad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our first time. How much do we need? How bad do we need it? Yeah, no, we really needed that computer <laughs> for sure. Um, if if we compete again, which you know, hopefully we do get to compete again. Yeah. But if we do compete again, I've learned the lesson, and I will make it easier by getting. A, <laughs> well, and there were so many variables. Like I said, the oversized tires and wheels, yep. which don't compute. Plus, no. the Jeep doesn't give you uh, uh, kilometers. kilometers, which yeah. is what the whole program... The whole program's in kilometers. So, you know, let's double her work for her because she, we, we had to sit there and do the calculations out. And I was like, okay, well, you do the calculations and I'll just look it over and make sure it's right. Like you know what you're looking at, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, which we had all the conversions and everything to do the calculations. And, you know, we were able it's to just keep more our work. basic calculator. That was our little solar-powered one because you can't have one that has... You know, all the you, uh, like you can't have like a trig calculator and you can't have, you know, one that does all the conversions for you or stores it in the memory. Uh, like you can't have you literally have to plug in everything and do the work every time. And you don't know what that work is until you start going and yeah. you get those checkpoints. Yeah. So how the, how the Jeep hold up? Um, You know, it's <laughs> uh, only had one scary section. 
where um, we were co- cruising down. There was a bunch of washouts on it, and um, I hit uh, 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 one of the washouts, and I didn't. You literally looking forward. I'm scanning forward as far as I can. You, d- I didn't even see this washout coming. And so at, you know, 25 miles an hour, I'm like, oh, you know, and and turn and and I went down and I went around it. But I I hit two big rocks and um, didn't think anything of it. She had no issues, ran just fine after that. None of the sensors went off. Nothing alerted that there were any issues. So we just pushed forward and kept going. I was on like the second day when we ended up in Nevada, big dune. And then we, um, one of the cars was stuck in the sand when, that night, and so we went to help him get him out. Um, but it was one of the Kia, uh, the Kias, and it was super heavy. And I knew, right, like the first time I, I hooked him up and I went to yank him out and get them unstuck, and you but knew. they were they were dead, and they needed to be pulled all the way back to camp to be charged because they were completely oh, dead. That was they an didn't have the vehicle. power. Yeah, it was an electric uh. vehicle, and it didn't have the power to get through the sand to get back to base camp. And so I was like, well, I can try, but you know, what's your gross fecal weight? Because this thing's not supposed to pull more than 4,000, but, yeah. but I'll try. But those vehicles weighed, I think it was almost 8,000 pounds. And you towed it all the way back to base camp? No, I couldn't even get it more than 25 feet, but yeah. I got it unstuck yeah. and I, you know, I yanked it, you know, five, four, four separate times. The first time I pulled it out and then I buried myself and I didn't bury it. So I tried it again, yanked it again, Buried them, buried me. Got us all out, pulled them, you know, at that point we called and I was like, I think I need to, you know, I think we need to help. I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Your vehicle's too heavy. It's yeah. just, I don't have the capacity to pull you any right. further. And they're like, oh no, you know, let's just try it one more time. I'm like, okay. So we try it one more time and I buried myself so deep in the sand because it's just such an anchor behind me. Yeah. I went past the axles. And burying myself trying to pull them. And that's where I was like, okay, yeah, no, we really need a Dodge truck or something like that that can pull you because I just don't have. So when you had hooked for him, you were able to get back out? Yeah, yeah. I I was able to get myself back out. And then we sat there with them for a little while until support came. Well, you made an interesting comment off air is that the majority of of the girls didn't know how to get themselves out, even if they did get stuck. Some of them did not, yeah. Some of them tried really hard, but until they had actually got themselves stuck once or twice and gotten help once or twice, then they started. Then they, then they started out. figuring it out, yeah. But the girls, you know, we it, it, having the experience and our background and oh, and yeah. what we have and doing this and doing it for fun, you know, and then going out on big weekends and helping people on big weekends sure, that, that sure. get stuck and have, you never roll thought, over. I bet or you anything. never thought that knowledge would would come around and be a benefit not for this i wasn't expecting let's (laughs) let's take let's take a quick break we got more and we've actually got an interview from the id4 volkswagen at the end of the show which you'll get a kick out of as well this is sdrc dirt radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer Welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. The segment is brought to you by SNS Off-Road Magazine. Man, I tell you what, if you want to keep up to date on what's going on when it comes to... That's not that page. What am I doing? 
We're supposed to talk about Wayne Miller Tire. <laughs> you knew that better than I did. Wayne Miller Tire, you got a tire issue? Or if you're looking for general service, they do that as well. Tell them about Wayne Miller. Wayne Miller Mobile Tire out in Santee. He's here for any of your automotive needs. If you need an alignment or a brake job or you're just looking to have your tires done, he's here to help you out. Give him a call at 619-596-2800. He's also donating a set of tires or up to a $1,000 value for the Lost Lizard Off-Road Fun Run. Saturday, November 13th. It's coming up. Super. Yeah, that's just right around the corner. So going back to the Rebel Rally, this is a 20... 21 Rebel Rally, thanks to uh, Emily Miller and her insane crew. crew. Jimmy this... Lewis and Emily Miller and Chris Wu and, oh, my crazy God. It, they are just absolutely amazing. No, it they're was, crazy. They're crazy. To put this thing on. <laughs> they are crazy. And I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many guys I've told this about that Reed says, I'd never do it. Well, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't do it, though. Because if you look at off-road racing, a lot of it has – you have to do navigation. And that's a big key part of it, you know. Um, One of the ones who got inducted into the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame last night, uh, Bob Bauer, um, he's been in off-roading for 60 years. His daughter, Charlene Bauer, Bauer Mm -hmm. um, Media and um, Bauer Motorsports. And he is a key – they call him the number one co-driver in the industry because Mm -hmm. he could navigate anywhere. Put him in a dress. Take him next year. (laughs) They'll never know. Tell him to shave. (laughs) So you you mentioned earlier, I asked if there was any issues with the Jeep, and you started to talk about – you said you'd gone through a wash somewhat sideways – did it yeah. do any damage to the Jeep? Um, well, I one of my brake sensors, um, wheel sensor, got damaged oh, okay. on it. And then my um, in check engine light came on for a little bit. But they had um, one of the Jeep representatives was there that they um, that scanned came in. It. And she scanned it um, with her computer, you know, showed me all the different codes that had <laughs> popped up and what I needed to handle and fix when I got home because it wasn't anything that they could fix there. And okay. it wouldn't impede me driving. Okay. And 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 stop me from you know competing. So right. um, they they said you know once you once you start the the jeep five times and and you go for a distance it'll the it check engine light will clear and it will go away. But you do need to address those issues right. and stuff. Nothing so. major. Nothing major. No. Yeah. Um, I I started it with a minor oil leak and I finished it with a minor oil leak and I didn't have to add any oil to it or anything. And wow. Jeeps are notorious for know. having to you know and they need tur- oil. You had a turbo issue before you went. Did I that- have the turbo lag issue. I still have the turbo lag issue. Yes, um, yes. It did affect me in the dunes on three three separate times where it um, didn't want to go to uh, you know up the dune the way that I wanted it to go up the yeah. dune and stuff and so and then it. Um, uh, started uh, slightly overheating on the way home from Glamis. Really? Um, yeah, but but a slight. It's a slight. It didn't go up very high or anything like that. It was it the same. Moved. It was the same exact issue that that my husband had when he went and pre-ran the Lost Lizard course uh, for it, and so so it just moved above its normal range. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it's so funny too because I remember you were kind of complaining a little bit before the. Yeah, I was going to change it. That, eh, this is only going to be fire trails. This isn't going to be a challenge. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is going to be, jeez, I don't even know if I should be entering no, this. No. Did that turn out to be different? It did. It did. There were some fire trails and some, you know, that were, you know, dirt trails. But uh, Emily did a fan, Jimmy Lewis did a fantastic job sending us on a couple of wash, down a couple of washes. Speary Wash was uh 
absolutely fantastic with the rock garden that was in there and um, the technical driving there. And then um, we, when we went up and over the mountain, I was telling you the Ford Bronco, we ended up changing their tire on the side of the mountain. Um, I can't remember where that was for, yeah. for the life of me, but um, um, Victoria and Catherine from Four Wheel Parts for in the in the Ford Bronco, um, we changed their tire. Um, I yeah I. So you must be a superstar because I'm because there's so many people that you helped. We did. We uh, I got told by I think a handful. I bet. Yeah, at least sixteen separate teams nominated us for the Team Spirit Award that we. Wow. Yeah, that came up to us afterwards, and they're like, "We're really surprised you didn't win the Team Spirit Award," you know. And yeah. so, but that you know, we're I, you don't know what the other teams did. You don't know how they helped yeah. out. You know, there was a lot of people helping out. A lot of vehicles, and you weren't doing so. it to win the Team Spirit Award. No. You were doing it to help. Because see, you do this your whole life. Yeah, helping people get unstuck or out of situations <laughs> that they shouldn't be. Yeah. One of the girls had a was hashtag unstuck yourself. Yeah, I know. I see. I were, can't remember what team. I can't that remember was. what team it is right now either. But that was awesome. I loved it. Um, they were great. Um, did they unstuck themselves, or did they you did? Have to help, or did you no. have to help them too? Nope, no, it didn't help them out. They were. What they did were, you do about fuel? I mean, um, so F and L Racing Fuel um, works out uh, worked a thing with Emily where they had a tanker that followed us around. So at each of the base camps, okay. we were fueled by an on-site fuel truck okay. that was set up. So there. you never had to worry about running out of gas while you were going from checkpoint to the end or to the night. Only in Glamis. In Glam in Glamis, my Jeep got five miles per gallon. What? And, yeah. It while I was in Glamis. And I was absolutely shocked because usually, you know, superstition sand dudes, this is the first I actually had that Jeep since I bought it in Glamis. I yeah. haven't actually taken oh, that really? Jeep to Glamis yet. Um yeah, because you know, when did I get it in March at the yeah, end of the season? Yeah. And um so we didn't I haven't taken it yet. And um it overheated it only got five miles per gallon and we were um Past Gecko, coming down Gecko, coming down Sand Highway, and it told me I had 30 miles to the gallon left. And we still had to hit, like, three checkpoints, you know. And as you come in, the checkpoints as you come down Sand Highway, they're, you know, a mile and a half, two miles in, and then two miles back out, and then two miles in, two miles back out as you're coming down and through. Right. And Gecko Road, as you come down Sand Highway and come over to Glamis um, Flats, where Vendor Row is, and then you hit Wash Road, and you go down to Wash 23, where base camp was, Wash 23 is seven and a half to seven and three quarter miles in. Um, you know, Glamis Flats is t- four miles over to Oldsmobile and then, you know, another four miles over to Gecko. And then, you know, as you're coming in and coming down. So I'm calculating this all out in my mind and I'm like, I don't know if we can make it to the last two black checkpoints or not and get those two checkpoints or not. But you made um, it. But we made it. We made it through. How much gas it did you have when you rolled into base camp? Seven miles left is what it said on Whoa. the – yeah, seven seven miles left is what it said on Whoa. my thing when I pulled into it. Was on, I was on E. I was cutting it close. But, you know, yeah, skinnier yeah, your teeth. Yeah. That's how it is. Well, you know, and, and like like I, I mentioned off air, you know, the the beauty of it is, you know, you didn't know squat about what you were doing this year. Now you're so much more knowledgeable, and yeah. this will be like any competition that I've known anybody that's ever gotten into. After you do the first one, you normally you say, "Okay, that was it. I'm not doing this again. That was ridiculous." <laughs> but then you have a tendency to forget the bad. And remember the good. So when it comes around for the next year, 
you're all excited. You know, you want to do this again, mainly to see if you could beat the place that you came in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which I can't overemphasize how phenomenal it was that you placed 24th out of 52 vehicles. And never doing it before. No. Hats off to Nicole. Yeah. We now this was Nicole. Off to Nicole for putting up with me. For well, see, well, there's that too. But see, the thing that I surprised me about Nicole is that she wouldn't have recommended you getting that computer. Um, we talked about it prior to, but I didn't think anything of it. And then we ran out of time when we finally was when she. It was like three weeks before when she was uh-huh. like, "Oh, we should get it." And it was like oh, by that time, we, there was no way that we could have got, got it, it and got it installed prior to. So, yeah, because she used one in the last because she was out. She was in the 2017. Yeah, she was in 2017. Did she have one then? Yes. Yeah, and it makes a world of a difference. I'm surprised she wasn't a little bit more forceful. Yeah. yeah. See, it's well, one of those you forget you the bad. In, yeah. You forget you get, the bad. And you live all, and you learn, yeah. You live and you learn. Yeah. But, I like to make it more complicated. You know, well, I think we had it do. most, you know. And by the way, folks, a big, big, big props to Mark Lewick. Who painted uh, their helmets? Oh my gosh! Did Huge you, shout out to Mark Lewick. Did you not get compliments? Uh, I we got so many compliments on our helmets. Um, it, so many people loved the idea. Nobody else had had custom yeah. painted. They you know put stickers on their helmets, but nobody had custom painted it. Right. You know, and so I think splurging on the carbon fiber helmets and then having having the extra painted weight because it was a little bit of a concern for me for you know because you have to have that on fourteen hours yeah, I don't think you ever out took of the it day. Off. No, we're not allowed to take it off. While once you're once you're on the dirt and you're competing yeah. in you when you start, you can't take it off. Were they comfortable? Um, they were very comfortable. Yeah. What kind and, of helmet was it? Um, it was the G Force Nova SA 2020. So we okay. you got to send them this. We clip got the, the 2021. Them. So it was. Yeah. And Mark just did such an, an amazing job. And by the way, one of you guys has got a helmet bag. He, one of you left it at the house, so he's. Oh, he found it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. the house. So one of you guys needs to swing by and pick that up. But you know, the bottom line is, I thought the helmets and the and the and the work on the Jeep. With yeah. the graphics? Yeah, yeah. We I did mean, the graph the graphics was last minute. I got the graphics done. They were um, awesome. They yeah. still are. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep them on it. It totally promotes us. I drive all around San Diego yeah. all the time for work. Um I would not take them off either. I think because that's a you know, I don't know if you watch much uh Fox News with Tyrus. Yeah. And he he won that championship as a wrestler. Yeah. He is not taking that belt off his shoulder. <laughs> He carries that silly thing around. I think he takes a shower in it. And I think you should do the same thing because that's, you know, seriously a, a, a badge, a badge of honor. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it was amazing. And, you know, the fact that you didn't have any major breakdowns or failures or flat tires. I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful. We hit that one rock and it didn't even ding anything until I was in the sand dunes and we right. were pulling that car out and we were pulling that car out and I buried myself to the axles. Right. I think I threw sand in some stuff that sure. I really shouldn't have. Would you have done better than 24th if you had not helped all those other people, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because um, we wouldn't have. There was a, well, we disputed um, well two. We did two disputes, I think, where we um disputed because we had stopped and helped people and then they we timed out on getting to our checkpoints that we needed to but we still went to the checkpoints collected them anyway and then kept going but they would come through the next day we'd get our points and those points or that night at nine o'clock would be 
marked off in red and they're not qualified. You're disqualified for them because you timed out on it because you have a certain amount of time to get to each location. And if you make it after that, then you time out and you can't. All of those checkpoints that you got prior to that green checkpoint, you lose all of those points if you don't make it to the green checkpoint in time. And so we lost, um, you know, and one of them we didn't get back. And so one of them, they did give us the points yeah. back on it, which it was like 55 points. Oh, so it wow. was huge for that us. That would have to put not- you up over. Uh, well, and the thing of it is, no offense, ladies, but this rally is for you to compete. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not really supposed to have help. You're supposed to be able to get through this from on your own. All right, well, let's take a quick break. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Um, this one's usually PRMI, but I want to do a shout out to Imperial Valley um, uh, Jeep Chrysler Dodge Ram and oh, yeah. say thank you for them. They're one of our top sponsors, our ace sponsors for the Lost Lizard. Um, they're really stepping up. They're going to be at the Lost Lizard, and they're going to bring out some of their vehicles. They're cool. having a you know a couple lifts put on them, bigger tires put on them, so that they can show. Uh-huh. Um, trying to get a three ninety two Hemi mm-hmm. out there. So if you want to see a Hemi and you know maybe do a test drive or two, um, you know I'm hoping Imperial Valley uh, Jeep Chrysler Dodge Ram they'll be out there, and, and I'm hoping they get that three ninety two yeah. in prior to November thirteenth. So right. yes. Um, so so let's talk about the uh, the last event. Where Nicole, who is the navigator, got to drive it. What kind of an event was this? Um, so this was on Saturday. The, the last day of the rally is Friday, where we competed in Glamis. But Saturday is the awards gala that mm. night. Um, and so throughout the day, they gave us a couple of different um, games and things challenges. for us to challenges for us to compete in. Um, Chris Wu set up an awesome. Um, backwards driving challenge where you had to back up and navigate through. So they set it up in um, a portion of the wash between wash 23 and 24. The wash as it comes through um, and it has – like it's, it's different. And um, they set up a couple of different cones, but you had to back up and they, you did this like crazy course backing up and, and they you know had to do some turns and, and navigate through a wash and get up on a bank and come through. And, you know, a lot of people, and then they set up cones where you couldn't expeed out of that area. And if you hit the cone or you went outside of it, it right. deducted points. points yeah. And, yeah. And they had some judges set up and watching us, which was just absolutely awesome. I love those ladies. Um, and uh, they, um, Nicole kicked butt man she went through and she was nervous to do it and um uh but she really kicked some butt she didn't stop she had the pedal to the metal the whole time and she flew through the course didn't get out of the and and on the embankment side of it when you went up on the the dune and the little dune and you came through you know it was a very good spot yeah it was very challenging and yet she made it through and we timed out we we won the the backup challenge i think we we didn't win first place but we got second place there was one person who did it like five seconds faster than what we did is what um now does your jeep have a backup camera yes did you use that no no um we did i did have max tracks covering it but we took them off just in case but no you can't there was no way that you could use that so she you know you're just regular backup turned around and no and, kidding yeah she kicked and her hair didn't I get in the way so oh that's right it's in her, her helmet i was so proud of her wow. um yeah 
Yeah. Well, that was on Saturday, so we didn't have to actually wear helmets. We were in a small little section. Um, it was actually really nice. I was like, if we have to wear helmets, I don't know if I'm going to compete again. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. Um, and then Brian Busby, FNL Fuel Racing, set up Busby Games and went over and competed in the Busby Games. It was Cornhole and uh, Bocce Ball. Uh-huh. And um, he had different teams competing, and he set up a bracket thing. <laughs> you know, it took a couple hours where we went through and um, – running back and forth through the desert and just having a good time. It was Probably great. Dying. Yeah. So huge shout out to Brian Busby and, and Busby's games. So you <laughs> had a gala. Did you have a, did you have to get into a gown? And, and... Uh, we did. Nicole, did you really? Yes. Nicole looked absolutely amazing. So you I had to bring my arm candy. You had to bring a gown to this event. Yeah. Yeah. And last minute, because I took the guys out from F and L fuel. Um, none of, both of them had never been to the dunes before ever. And so, you know, I, did, I played my games, did my thing, and then waited till they were done. And then I, you know, it was like four o'clock, and I, I was like, "Hey, come over." I was like, "Let's, I'm going to take you out into the dunes real quick," you know, and, so and show I, you what this is all about. Yeah, yeah. So I took him out into the small dunes and and had some fun and took him around, showed him a couple of different little areas, went over to an American flag and came back. And so they were blown away. Uh, yeah, they had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was awesome. And then I pull up, and Nicole's like, "We're going to be late. You haven't changed yet." It was like. 5.15 and I was like pictures were supposed to start at 5.30 we're supposed to be lined up so I like changed really quick through you know and I had just took him out in the sand dunes and we had our windows down and I hit some really soft sand and so oh. I punched it and I went through this thing and I threw sand all up in the Jeep so I literally covered myself so in covered sand right well, before the gala it was that's perfect. absolutely amazing yes made for some absolutely great pictures so, yeah um, no kidding. where can people see all this uh, you can go to uh, Rebel Rally on Instagram, on Facebook. They're constantly posting every day. They're yeah, posting pictures of I'm it. I'm sharing the hell um, out of it. Yeah, and um, I'm, you can find it on YouTube. They have the highlight videos out now, so you can see some of the highlight videos. I'm in a few of them. Right. Um, it was great. I got to talk about you know uh, a few different things. Um, we just won the um, letter of agreement for the – Martin Luther King weekend, January 15th, 2020, um, with the Bureau of Land Management to do the annual dunes cleanup. Um, uh, Chamber of Commerce has put it on for the last few years, and um, Charlotte Teeters has fourth stage cancer, and Uh. she wasn't able to pull the grant and wasn't able to pull the um, permit for it. So um, as soon as I heard that from Neil Hamada with the Bureau of Land Management, you know, we stepped up. I sent the email, submitted the paperwork for it. Um, Neil lined it up for us. Um, I'm working with uh, several different clubs now. We've got um, ASA, American Sand Association. We've got Corva. We've got um, Tread Lightly, Glamis Veterans, Glamis Black Bag Project, Dune and Destroy, Desert Whips, Boardmanville, um, Glamis Beach Door, and Daddy's Famous Foods, which have all stepped up to... Um, form a group that we're going to meet in um, Thanksgiving weekend. We'll all be out at Glamis. Um, so we're going to meet at Boardmanville Thanksgiving weekend and coordinate who's going to cover what section of the dunes because mm-hmm. we've got to cover Buttercup, Gordon's Wells, Gecko Road, and then Glamis Flats at Vendors Row mm-hmm. and have different stations set up. So I was trying to promote that while we were out there, um, make more, you know, I stopped in and saw hi, said hi to Boardmanville, said hi to Daddy's Famous Foods, Glamis Beach Store. Um, nobody, uh, 
it was two weeks ago though, so people are vendors are just getting set up and and going for this weekend. Halloween weekend is going to be one of the biggest weekends out there. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Oh, it's it's chaos. Yeah. Last couple of cars rolled last night at Oldsmobile. <laughs> well, couple, of course they did. Oh yeah, a couple of life lights yesterday out. Um, so crazy. you got to be careful. Even then at Ocotillo Wells yesterday, there was two life lights from Ocotillo Wells yesterday. Right. So it doesn't matter what desert you're in or where you're at. That's you got to right. be aware of your surroundings. You got to pay attention to everybody. And gear up. Yep. Gear up and go gear. prepared. That's well, what- I tell you what, I, I can't be more proud of you uh, and Nicole for doing an absolute superb job. Um, Thank you. You represented well, I think. I've gotten a lot of. Uh, compliments uh, from you guys, not only as yeah. as an entrant, but as a, a a team player. Like you can't even count how many people you helped. So I guess the question is, how many long term relationships have you uh, garnered from this event? Oh, several, yeah, several. Say. Those yeah. women, they're all powerhouse. Um, they're yeah. all amazing to be even uh, to compete in that is a whole nother level. You're on a different level when yeah. you're when you're able to step up and compete. And the force of those women <laughs> and and the nature. I just I'm so proud to be able to consider myself part of the Rebel Tribe now. And, yeah, and you're part of the myself, family. Yeah, part of the family. And, you're in the class of yes. 2021. Yes, yeah. So huge. are you going to do the gazelle over uh, in Morocco? I would love to do the gazelle. The gazelle has been a life. The, the car has been a lifelong yeah. dream of mine is to do the Dakar. You know, since 2010, I've really? wanted to do the well, with Sue Mead. Yeah, when yeah. Sue Mead won it in 20. You need to get in touch with Sue and say, "How do I get to Dakar?" Yeah, yeah. I bet if you, I bet if you bugged her, you could go to Dakar. I bet. I know. We have to wrap it up though, so that we can. Um, oh yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, so we can play our our interview with um, Mercedes and Emily. So, right. well, I can't can't be happier for you, kid. You Thank did an you awesome, so much. Nicole. If you're listening, big hug. Glad you could get all that hair in your helmet. I'm yes. totally proud of you. We're gonna take a quick break. This is S T O R C Dur Radio. S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we want to give a shout out to K&J Termite and Pest Control. They're a family-owned and operated business with over 45 years experience. If you want to get the bugs out of your house, call them at 619-441-7378. All right, we're going to go ahead and run that Rebel Rally from the ID4 Volkswagen Camp. All electric. Take a listen. Well, folks, 2021 Rebel Rally is in the books. And we've got our dear friend Mercedes Lillenthal. She was the driver. Emily Winslow is a navigator. But Mercedes doesn't do anything lightweight. She decided to use a Volkswagen ID4 all-electric. Mercedes, are you crazy? Where did you plug in? <laughs> everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Actually, we, we had, thanks for uh, having us on the show, by the way, um, we had a unique mobile uh, semi that followed us around, and then it landed at, at base camp uh, every evening. And that was uh, created and managed by a company called Renewable Innovations. So they're based out of uh, Utah. And, um, yeah, it, it was the second year that they've done this. And then, yeah, and then there was also a mobile – or, I'm sorry, immobile unit that was powering base camp that basically – 
stayed there during each day of the rally, and then once the base camp moved, then it moved as well, and that powered uh, all of base camp. Wow. And, you know, the thing, I bet Volkswagen was thrilled because, I mean, I don't think they put the ID4 through that type of paces since that car's been out. And what what's your overall uh, what was your overall opinion of the car when when done? Oh gosh, that's um they actually if I can preface for two seconds here um, they actually had the rear wheel drive variant in the Nora rally. So that was a Mexican uh, rally that Tanner Faust, the um, professional driver Tanner Faust, commandeered, and it also finished too. So. This is the all-wheel drive variant, though, that I drove, um, and it, it, it was so, it was rock solid, and to put it up in just a couple quick adjectives, it was um, extremely durable, very nimble. We had absolutely no mechanical and uh, battery issues, and yeah, I mean, there weren't even rattles after 1,400 miles of crazy desert terrain. Well, you know, let me ask Emily, did you guys have any kind of little butterflies in your stomach on the first leg? just to see if this thing would make it the first leg? <laughs> of course we did, yeah. Um, you never know how a car's going to do, especially a, a smaller car that you could just drive any day. And, uh, uh, we, you know, I wasn't totally sure, but uh, at day one proved to me that the car could take on any terrain that we could put it through. So it was great. Well, I go through the same, you know, feeling when they just deliver one to my house just to drive to KUSI TV. I always have that, uh, but then, you know, after you've driven it a while, you build the confidence. But I think that was a very smart move of uh, Volkswagen putting you girls in the car and, 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 and just, I mean, I had Audrey bring her Jeep down to the TV station with the map and the compass, and that was it. And that right there scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, you know, we, we loved partnering with Volkswagen of America. The team, um, Sean and Nicole and Milton and Nils, the two engineers that were there, and then also Tanner Faust uh, managed the build, and Reese Millen Racing uh, did the build. I think the whole entire core team and all auxiliary people that helped make it uh, all come to fruition, just hats off to them because it was fast and furious. But, um, you know, let me tell you, I think that car is very capable in many respects. And um, there's a lot to talk and a lot of coverage uh, coming out about it soon. Well, yeah, I'm sure that is. I mean, I was following the race, you know, the whole time. And since, you know, you and Audrey were kind of my favorites because those are the ones. And then, of course, the Hollands. You know, I know the Hollands uh, sisters. It wasn't a sister this time. I think it was a – I talked to Bill the other day. And I think it was his niece that ran the race. But I just think it says a lot about what girls can do. You know, everybody kind of says, ah, you guys can't. But you guys are so talented, and to take on a challenge like that, holy moly. I mean, it's not like you had navigation. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, <laughs> we sure didn't. you know, no, we didn't. I mean, I have the expert navigator, Emily. I mean, my gosh, I think our partnership, uh, it just, you know, it was the first time we really rallied together. We really didn't know each other other than, um, you know, exchanging ple uh, pleasantries during 2018 and 2019. You know, but I can tell you, with very careful and precise navigation and just really taking the time to be cautious with the vehicle, uh, because it was stock height, it was not lifted compared to most of the other vehicles that were lifted, um, and tire, careful tire placement, you can go a long way. And, you know, I think for us, um, the rally, it's, it's a rally, so it's at or below speed limits, 
and it's on public roads or OHV where everybody else can ask us. The general public can ask us. So it's not like a traditional race where it's like go fast, go hard, go long. This is very, very different. It's very methodical, very slow, and very much a test risk game, especially if you're in an all-EV electric car. You're like, oh, how's this going to go? But it worked. It worked great. We did it. We brought it through the finish line pretty strong. Well, yeah. and, and that's why I thought the Volkswagen ID4, you know, a lot of people said, are you kidding me? I go, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't, a, this isn't a pedal to the metal race. This is more of a calculated, you know, mindset that we're, it's more about getting to the checkpoints, not how fast can you get to the checkpoints. And a lot of people don't realize you had one was a flag, you had a second one was a piece of painted uh, rod, and then you had nothing except a supposedly a, a cross-section of a, where a dot would be, but there was no dot. And those were the ones that were the most challenging. So before we go too far, where did you guys place this year? So we were sure. part of the X-Class, uh, X-Class, or X-Cross-Class, gosh, we still rally brain, <laughs> the crossover <laughs> class, and uh, we finished eighth out of tenth place. Wow, that is amazing. And there were, they started with, what, 52 entrants. How many, I mean, I don't think, I mean, there was a lot of, there were a lot of, you know, you know, ter- fruition where vehicles were breaking down. Uh, I think what forty something were left at the at the end of the race. You know, to my understanding, I talked to my husband Andy, and he had said that everybody that uh, started the rally actually finished the rally. Oh. And you know, mind you, Nick Nick uh, and his uh, team, all the mechanics that were there, and the, the uh, subordinating people, some of the engineers, all helped out as, as well. They were pulling all nighters to be able to fix up some of the rigs and you know, broken axles and, and, you know, blown out shocks and, you know, leaky axle seals and all sorts of stuff, steering issues. I mean, those guys, hats off to them because they helped make sure that everybody was able to finish. And to my knowledge, I think most everybody did, if not everybody. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking at the standings online, and it only went to, like, 42. So I didn't – and then it didn't really give a good breakdown. But that's even that's even better. So are you guys gearing up for next year? <laughs> Too soon to ask that. We're still tired from this year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I hesitated, hesitated to, to say anything because usually after a grind like that, because I don't think people realize what type of physical shape you need to be in to do what you did. Because I'm sure you guys, like I said, it's been a week or so, and you guys are probably still exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it's definitely... Oh, um, every time I've done it, I love it while I'm doing it. I'm done, and I'm like, yeah, and then it's like, I might need to take a couple years, and then as time goes by, you're like, well, I could do it again. <laughs> so right. But yeah. it is, yeah, physical grind of um, sitting in a car all day is exhausting, keeping your brain moving for 10 hours, watching for small little things, plus, you know, throwing rocks out of the way and getting out of the car all day. It's pretty uh, exhausting. So, so but, tire yeah. management? Did you have any issues with flat tires? None. Nope. Mercedes is a genius driver, and she didn't do any anything that caused a flat. She's great. Well, I don't know if I'd say genius, but I tried my best. <laughs> well, and I given, say- the, given the opportunity to do the rally again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Heck, I mean, half my rally gear is still sitting on the living room floor, so nothing like <laughs> max press and, you know, and shovels and all sorts of stuff still laying there. I might just be there until next year by the rate I'm going because I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> So 
that brings up a point. Let's say, let's just say you're going to do it next year, and I got a feeling you will. Did you learn anything from this race that you would do differently next year? And it's not a race; it's a rally. What would you do differently? You think next year? Have you even thought about that? Ooh, that's a great question, Emily. Do you want to go first on that one? Sure. Um, I my world is navigation, so I just think uh, this year it really I've done it twice before, and every year you get better at it. And this year it really clicked in for me, just really being so specific with my plotting and you know, the 5 a.m. with your headlamp on and your rulers out um, and really making sure to take a lot of headings with your compass and just uh, a lot of times you can kind of say, oh, the map looks like this, so I think it's over there. But this year really trying to make sure that I confirmed everywhere we were, made it so we didn't really get lost. And I think that was my big, finally this year, it really clicked for me. So uh, I think I'd be ready to navigate it again next year for sure. All right. Go ahead, Mercedes. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, and to add to that point, I think for me, um, driving an all-electric was completely different. Um, you know, we, yes, there is a, a thing called range anxiety, and it was very real for us because there were different mm-hmm. types of terrain that ate up a lot more kilometers of range per each actual one kilometer used. And so I really attest to Emily's mathematical skills as a genius. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll see that right back over to you as being a genius, Emily. Um, because she she very quickly realized, oh, okay, in addition to finding all these checkpoints or finding a lot of the ones we couldn't get because of the range, that didn't limit us because she gave me constant odometer rechecks saying, okay, based on this amount of range, you used X amount of kilometers. You need to ease up or you're fine. Keep going the way that you're driving. And, and for me as a driver, really to understand the all-electric philosophy and technology and trying to use that to my advantage so I can regenerate more kilometers per hour if, I, if I'm, or more kilometers of range, uh, if I'm going downhill on a very steep, long grade um, on a highway for transit or, or different things like that. And, and so it was a completely different rally within a rally for us, and I think it was pretty cool. It, it just, I'd love to do it in an all-electric again. I, I just love the challenge. It was a very big challenge, but it was mm-hmm. pretty cool to do it in any vehicle. Well, hats off to Mercedes, but Emily, you get the award for because if it wasn't for you and, and your talents, I mean, I mean, just what you just said right then and there would complicate me to death. I've gone on press events and I, I'm leaving the hotel. They go right, right, left, right, and I have to come back. Which way do I go again? So I totally take my hat off to you uh, for sure being able to get the point A point. Uh, I can't wait for next year. I'm going to work real hard to get uh, Audrey and Nicole back in the seat again. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's going to going to be huge. And Volkswagen can't thank Volkswagen enough for seeing the value and putting you guys in an ID4. And whatever they have next year, I have a sneaky feeling you'll be back in a in a Volkswagen soon. I love that opportunity. It was so fun. Yeah, I would love the opportunity yep. if um, if it arises again, for sure. Volkswagen of America. So yep, people want to kind of, because I know Mercedes, you like to write a lot. So when will people be? Where will people be able to go? Maybe to to get the chronological blow by blow of your experience. Are you, have you put that in print yet? Um, it's not in print yet. Um, so there are the two uh, most important and first articles. Uh, I just submitted one for Forbes.com, so Forbes Wheels. 
And then there will be a, a print version for Tread Magazine that will be all about the vehicle um, and vehicle specifics and then our experience wrapped around it. Um, there will be other publications, too, that are um, that are all in the U.S., Canada, and even one from Australia. So uh, that will be in addition to podcasts and radio interviews, uh, things like that, even video stuff. So there's a lot of content coming, so you can follow either uh, Emily Winslow or myself with my name, Mercedes Lilienthal, L-I-L-I-E-N. T-H-A-L, or via Crankshaft Culture, because I will be sharing everything out via um, those outlets on social, just so people can see and, and click to learn. Emily, you need to do a navigational school, charge $500, and you'll be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that to Emily and Chrissy of the rally. They do a great job, and I learn something every time I take it, but um, it's fun, and I you know, anytime I can teach someone how to use a compass and a map so they're more comfortable when the electronics fail uh, is a great day. So happy to help any I'll be your first student. Yeah. There you go. Uh, one last thing. Emily, do you ever want to drive, or are you just happy navigating? Um, I think driving every once in a while is fun, but to be honest, it makes me nervous. <laughs> every time Mercedes is doing some technical thing, I'm like, ooh, ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, I just just set me in the the uh, navigator seat and give me a pencil, and I'm happy. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't have time to talk about we didn't have time to talk about the Michelin chef that you guys got to eat from every night. So hopefully you gained a pound or two just because I heard the food was pretty good. Delicious. Yeah. And another hats off to Emily Miller. For, for putting this program together. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that could do it any better than she can. I mean, she's an amazing lady. Yeah, she runs a, an incredible yeah. rally, and it's amazing. And we're yep. so glad she came up with it. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you down the road, and I'll send this interview to you shortly. Sounds good. Thanks so awesome. much. Thanks All for right, having us on the show. Thank you. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.